Well, good day, everybody. It's a new week. So glad you joined us today. Pastor Tim Carson here at Christian Center Shreveport doing our daily podcast. We're entering a new season. Things have shifted. And today we're going to give the prophetic insight of engaging heaven and the power of death to self and what it means for us in the prophetic realm, but also in the authority realm. Thank you for coming with us today. Hope you had a great weekend. We are now in that Feast of Purim we talked about last week. And now we have made it through March. We're in March 6, 2023. That's today. And we're going to talk prophetic insight, the power of death to self, for the realm of authority that we need in the days ahead, because it is the measurement or the measuring rod, if you want to say that, of the authority that we can have, because I believe this with all my heart, to the measure that you die to self, the measure of authority you'll walk in because the clarity you will walk in after that. And we'll talk about that here in the days ahead. Uh, so welcome. I, I thank you for being with us today. I hope you had a good weekend. Enjoyed our service Sunday from Purim as we celebrated this great feast. And now we're on the other side of it. And now we're moving toward Passover. Passover will be the next great feast, first fruits. Uh, we'll also have the Feast of Unleavened Bread. You know, our ministry at Christian Center Shreveport, and pray about this, we, we teach on first fruits, and once a year we take an, an annual offering. Uh, we just ask the Lord to tell people and speak to people what they'd like to give once a year. It's a biblical principle of we give a portion before the harvest. It's not after. Because you're taking it from, you know, something that you've not earned yet, and you sow it in the belief of the principles of God that one, when you sow it this way, the best that you have, that the Lord tells you about, then you have a harvest for the entire year. We've been doing this for so many years, and the testimony, I just had a testimony the other day of people's income tripling or quadrupling because of this principle. And they're not doing it for that reason. They're shocked because some of them, it's their first time they've ever done it. And when they do it, they're shocked because the principle works. And we do it because we want to be obedient to the Lord. It's our act of worship. And then God's faithful to do that. And we'll, we'll talk more about that in the days ahead, and maybe we'll teach on it so you'll understand the principle of that. But that'll be coming up after Passover. And if you want to participate in that, we we would bless you with that, and you can watch and see what the Lord will do for you. I, I Every year I ask the Lord for that amount. We try to give, Susan and I do, our largest offering of the year, and we just believe that God will take care of us, and he does. I mean, it's usually within a month or two, we get all that money back, plus the increase comes on after that. So I, don't, I just have this faith to know that, that it may seem like a sacrifice, 
But in the end, it's not because God is greater and he will provide greater blessing back as through our obedience. Okay, so that's, that's really not what I want to talk about today. But I do want to encourage you that that is coming up. We're pressing through to Passover. We're in a very narrow strait, if you want to call it that, right now. Very difficult times. Uh, February, I feel like we could take a deep breath after we came out of February, only to see March going to be a little bit different. It's not going to be, I don't think it's going to be intense as far as, well, I don't think it is. It might be, but I don't think it's going to be. But I do believe it's going to be strategic preparing us for the days ahead. And in our story of Esther, you know, that's what happened. Her obedience to have that statement, if I perish, I perish. I'm going to the king to ask on behalf of my nation. That if I perish, I perish is a death to self statement. You're saying my life doesn't mean anything. My life in Christ, my life in the Lord is my obedient act. And my heart is to lay down my life for my friend. I've shared this before. Uh, We had a service one time where we brought a uh, Jewish speaker from Israel to speak, not a believer, uh, actually worked for the military. And so we invited the local synagogue and the temple, uh, Jewish temple and synagogue to come to our meeting. Now, they are not born again, obviously. They don't believe in Jesus as Messiah. But, you know, as I was going to introduce the speaker, uh, he, I was told by his people that brought him, this first time he'd ever been in a Christian church in his entire life, never been in that environment. Of course, we're worshiping, and we're doing our normal thing, and, you know, he's a bit surprised, you know, what's going on. He felt something. He didn't know what it was. But nonetheless, we get up and and we declare something. I was just going to try to explain to the Jewish audience that was there why we're doing this, why Christians stand with Israel, why we stand with Jewish people. And uh, so we did that, and, and I brought that scripture out. I just felt, you know, why do we do this? And I said, because our Jewish Messiah told us that you can have no greater love then you lay down your life for your friends. And when I said that, this thunderclap hit our building. I'm telling you, know, it was thunder outside. There was a storm coming. But it literally shook the building. I, I don't know. The building moved. And I remember uh, I was kind of scared. And the, the rabbi jumped up and started clapping. And the audience started clapping. It, it became humorous. But it was like God was speaking. I said, and I basically said, I don't need to say anything else. I think that pretty well settles it. And I introduced the speaker. And what was unique about that is because I really meant that. I have I, no greater love is that I lay down my life for my friends. And I consider the Jewish people my friends, even if they don't consider me their friends. Okay, I, that's what death to self will do. Death to self will not base itself on the reward it bases it, its act on obedience to the Word of God and to what the commissioning of the Holy Spirit is at that moment. And because of that, it creates favor and it creates opportunity for you to speak into people's lives. And I remember the general, he was a general in the military, he came up to speak and uh, he was undone. He literally couldn't talk. And this is a very stoic man, a very strong man who is not given to emotion because of his rank and his order in the military. And as he stood there, he, he was beginning to choke up and cry. And he, he just said something like, I'm, I'm not quite sure what to say or what to do. He said, I, what I've experienced here 
uh, is amazing, you know? And uh, so the, the point was that that obedient part of our lives can touch somebody's life that way. And I'll, I'll finish the story really quickly. After he spoke, it was powerful. Uh, then afterwards, we're walking down the hallway to my office, and he, and he looks at me, and me and him are walking. I was trying to get him out of the audience to get him safely to my office. And he said, he leans over to me, he goes, that was amazing. He goes, what, what was that? What, what happened in there? He didn't have the words to go with, as it says in 1 Corinthians 2, you know, I, don't ha- I need spiritual words to go with spiritual thoughts. And, and I, I just tried to explain to him, you know, that, that that was somewhat normal for us. That wasn't like abnormal meeting. Uh, that's what happens to here all the time. <laughs> so we go to the office and, I mean, he's undone. And we had to talk, and I knew the scripture which says you provoke the Jew to jealousy was occurring because he longed for what we had, and not because of who we are, but because of who was in us and that desire for that. And that's what happens when you do what God's called you to do, and you lay down your life for that. We go to lunch afterwards, and we're sitting down, and we're just talking about the service again. He wouldn't quit talking about it. And he leans across to me and he says, how did you do that? I said, do what? He said, how did you get that thunder to do that when you spoke? <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> I don't remember my response. I thought it was quite humorous. But um, that's what can happen when we, we move in that realm. I'm sorry, I shouldn't, I'm reminiscing there. I probably shouldn't have gone down that road. But the story of Esther, obviously, um, she finishes the the Mordecai is promoted in that story. I'm moving to the end of the the story, Esther chapter eight. And what happens is the king takes off his signet ring and he gives it away. He takes it away from Haman, which is our enemy, and he and he give, gave it to Mordecai. And Esther set Mordecai over the house of Haman. Now this is what happens when you die to self. The enemy are the entities, the powers, the principalities that rule us. When we die to self. And we say, if I perish, I perish. I come before the Lord. What happens is God then begins to relinquish his authority, the signet ring. And he says, not only are you going to wear it and have it, but I'll give you the authority that the enemy had taken away from the church. That's what he's saying here, because Haman's a, a type of the worldly system that wants to destroy Christians. And it's put back into the hands of the kingdom. And what he meant for evil will be used for good. And we then begin to have authority over those powers and principalities, but that does not happen fully until we walk in that place where we're no longer living for ourselves. We're no longer saying what we want to say. Uh, If you watched our live stream Friday, we talked about that. One of the key things you have to do is when you get broken before the Lord, your ideologies get removed and you actually commission or you cry out to God for what's on his heart, not your own. And the enemy doesn't like that. The following Monday, last Monday, on our live stream, we were talking about Israel. We were talking about some of the key issues in the world. And we were just kind of giving a world update for prayer and intercession. And social media, the entities that, that we, we platform on, uh, yanked our video. And without explanation, they just didn't like what we said. And I realize sometimes that's a computer, but eventually it, it goes to a person and they make that decision. And we got yanked. And you know what? I, I have to be at that place where it's like, 
No, I'm going to keep speaking. I can't stop speaking. If we lose our platform there, we'll get another platform somewhere else. And I think that's where Mordecai is the type of story we should look at here when he tells Esther that if you don't do it, it's going to come another way. In other words, God's going to make this thing happen. And I have to say, if I'm obedient to do what I'm called to do, and if you are as well, if you lose something, you have to look at it this way. You are obedient to God. You are faithful to what he told you to do. And it'll be his job or his responsibility to restore to you what was stolen. And what was stolen here was their rights as a people to live on the earth because Haman had this edict to kill them all. And God said, no, look, the governments of this world, if you study history, throughout history, the governments of the world, the greatest threat to any natural government is the ecclesia, the church. Why? Because we have a biblical worldview that is not the same as theirs. And therefore, we're always going to cry out for that worldview to be instituted wherever we live. And so that is an affront to their ideologies, whether it be socialism, communism, Nazism, fascism, whatever it is. Now, there are some nations that do the right thing. You know, Zambia was one country that stood up and said, you know, Islam is not going to be here. We'll love the Muslim, but we're not going to allow. We are a Christian nation. No, that cost them. That cost them aid from the world. That cost them a place in the United Nations. That cost them a lot. But that president stood up and said that at one time. And that gave them favor with heaven that supersedes that which is of earth. So as we die to self in this moment right now, whatever area of your life, have an expectancy that whatever you lose, God will restore. And whatever the enemy has ruled over you, the Lord will give you authority over that enemy. That's what happened in this story. And here we are in Purim. And we're telling that story because it came to pass. And it's come to pass millions of times throughout history where every saint, everybody who believed in the Lord, both Old and New Testament, have experienced that very thing. And today it says in the ninth chapter, on the 12th month of Adar, where we are, on the 13th day, the edict where we're to be executed on that day when the enemies of Jews hoped to gain mastery over them, it was turned to the contrary so the Jews themselves gained the mastery over those who hated them. That's what's available when you walk in that death to self. In other words, not my agenda, not my will, but thy will be done as it is in heaven. Let it be on earth. Let's learn from this story. This is a prophetic insight, and I want to encourage you to go after it. Father, we can't die to self on our own. You must help us. You said you cause our hearts of stone to become hearts of flesh, and that your spirit will cause us not to mess up and not to not walk in your ways, but to walk in your statues. And I pray that over everybody that's listening today, this podcast, let us embrace this story and the power of death to self in the very hour when we live. We can only do it through you, Christ Jesus. We love you and we'll see you again tomorrow. Come back tomorrow and each and every day this week to learn and to study what God is saying through his prophetic voice in the earth. All right, see ya. Welcome. We start another day of our daily podcast with you today. We're so glad you're with us. We are traveling this week, starting Tuesday, and we'll be traveling to Asia. We ask you to pray for us 
as we're in the Asian culture, is God's commissioned our house in Christian Centers Report to begin to plant work in Asia. So we start in Japan, taking a team there, and we're asking God to use us in that nation. So pray for us each and every day this week, and we will bless you. Thank you for being a part of what we're doing. You can always go to our website, ChristianCentersReport.com. We love you. We'll see you again tomorrow. Bless you.